0: Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating
1: questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn. I'm on the product
2: design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we're your hosts. Hi.
0: good evening should we do our trials and triumphs oh my gosh absolutely yeah You're taryn's already ready. like i've got the best so yeah taryn prepped us or warned us or challenged us maybe too she mm-hmm. said hers
1: so i think you have to start the bomb.com guys i am going to blow your mind so <laughs> as you know me for what episode is this one hundred and forty-two or three or something. Okay, so um, you've known me for a million years. We met with an architect this what? week. Oh my god! I it's real, guys. Well, by that I mean we're spending money on architects, so we could just <laughs> live with very expensive house plans. But yeah, two hours of virtual meeting. We discussed what stuff, everything I had. We had our pin boards ready. We had our list ready. We were so prepped and David had 3D rendered what we think we want, like kind of layout. So we were on top of it. We'll see.
2: Wait, David David can do 3D rendering? Yeah, he's better than me. He found some free free stuff here. But my yeah,
1: gosh. mark, everybody listening, mark your day because I think I'm just going to start my own like Instagram for this just so I can document it just as a way to literally because blogs yes, are pleased. less of a thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I might as well just like do an Instagram all in itself. So I might do that.
0: And oh, my God. Um, I'm so excited. Tell us everything. Were you excited about How did you find the architect? Mm-hmm.
1: We found him through a builder nearby who has built quite a few houses in our neighborhood. And we touched base with him and kind of talked to him. And he actually was the one who recommended this architect. And so we interviewed him back in January and we liked him. So, and we liked his work. And so, um, yeah, so we'll see. Can you tell us his name? Yes. Chip you know. Murray. Chip, no, Chip Murray. Murray. Yeah.
2: It sounds like he's 12. <laughs> he
1: might be. He might be. He's a child. We didn't meet yet. No, I'm kidding. Um, he is not. He's been doing it for a few years. So, um, so that was my exciting news. So I will let you guys know. Let me put you down here so I can see you better. Um, anyway, so I'm very excited. But, Wait, and- I need
0: more info. What style did y'all tell him? Like, what, what was sort of the cliff notes of what you want?
1: Cliff notes are, um, we kind of made him kind of sad. I think at the beginning because we pretty much were like, we want to. Um, federal colonial like very traditional outside um and then he was kind of like oh okay super traditional okay okay and he's like are we gonna like do anything fun on the inside like he said those words and then we were like you hold your horses we're gonna open up the door and show you um so i mean in the sense of like it's a home and we're it's Gotta it's, have a duck. I got a table door and some bedrooms back. and windows, <laughs> ceilings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The only thing we're hoping for, and again, you're all listening to this now, and who knows what words I'll eat along the way. But um, we're hoping the fun part is that we're gonna do like staircase right when you come in, and then we kind of wanna hide the office so it's under like a nook under the stairwell. So you kind of have to like go into this very cozy little like office room that we're hoping there'll be a sofa and paneling and dark and moody. Um, but it'll be kind of like hidden when you come in. So it'll be a fun little like, oh. So, that's kind of the fun. The rest is very like you know. We want the living room kind of straight ahead with big open windows, you know, with doors and windows along the back, and so you know all the dreams of a mudroom, like laundry room, all the things we don't have. You know that you're like, yeah, that would be dreamy. Exciting. Um, yeah, and yeah so like i said we might just own expensive house plans that <laughs> might just be <laughs> i am the proud yeah. owner
0: of expensive house plans that i paid for that i will never use because yeah. we don't even
1: own that house anymore yeah yeah so then they done so that. that could yep so that might just be me so guys stay tuned <laughs> hopefully we'll see how the plans go he said he'd have them back and like or at least the first round of it and like Ten days, which is nuts. So,
0: yeah, Caroline, we'll see. I just cursed. I'm sorry. That that
1: was (laughs) ten days. (laughs) It was impressive. It was worth it. So that was my news, and I thought you guys would like it. And, Mm I knew it. I knew you guys would love it. I knew it. Yes. Well, it's always fun. Like I've watched, like I've, we've watched Caroline, mm-hmm. like move and like redo this home. And then Karen has continued to do fun projects in her home. And like the basement was literally just a basement. And now it's this gorgeous, like spot mm-hmm. she's recording in and a beautiful <laughs> bar. Um, so, you know, for personally, I did all my renovations eight years ago when we, you know, moved in here. And I, of course, already regret some of those decisions. So taking those learnings. And moving forward, and um, hopefully I can make every designer we talk to <laughs> proud. We'll yes. see you will.
2: We've so much. Uh,
1: yes, so mm-hmm. I'm hiring every single one of them. And we're just going to do very much like um, Hunger <laughs> Games. And we'll I thought you were going to stay like a show house. Each designer gets a room. Uh, so I'm going to let them use my new house as a show house. Their <laughs> very really, last one lives. <laughs> and I'm selling tickets <laughs> to, finance it. to it. Perfect. And that's how I'm holding my house. Yeah. Guys, it's brilliant. You're all, anyone listening, well, if you well, just buying for you. dresses,
2: <laughs> you could probably afford two houses.
1: <laughs> um, unfortunately, David has already started that. He's like, you know, you could buy that or you can buy a sconce. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, I hate, how right you are
2: right now, so yeah, we'll, we'll see anyway, um, that's what okay. I had, so you guys go. I'll go so i um I have a minor triumph. I rearranged my living room to make it work for me. I was inspired by our little Sophie Donaldson episode where she was like, um she was saying to us that our house should be our tool. um, so I mm-hmm. Uh, I use our dining table to work and we also eat dinner on it. But I, so I didn't have anywhere to do a puzzle and I wanted a puzzle place. So I <laughs> I removed the coffee table from our living room and just put up one of our 48 inch round party tables, put it right in the middle of the living room. And now the living room is puzzle zone. I'm I, have, have you always done puzzles? Is that a normal thing or is it a recent hobby we usually do yeah right every day no we usually (laughs) do them um like uh they around christmas you know christmas thanksgiving we'll do one but now since i'm home a lot i (laughs) now it's puzzle time looking for activities yes so puzzles puzzles and it's fun it really kind of gives a new energy to the room well, I'm shocked that you just are happy with a party table. Like, there's no tablecloth. There's no tablecloth, you... and here's why. Mm, is it been... more difficult for puzzles? Yes, you don't want a bunch of cloth under your puzzle pieces. Okay, I thought true. about it. I thought about it. I was like, oh, because I, ha-, I have a white linen one, which would be perfect in there. Um, no, nope. But it is a white top, which helps helps me yeah. kind of forget that it's a plastic folding table. So, do you sit on? The That's sofa?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. It sort of sits between all the chairs and sofa. So you can.
0: Okay. No, I was just anywhere. curious if the height was the right
2: height. Uh, I usually. It's, well, it's dining height. I usually put a little pillow under my butt because I really want to get up on those pieces and see see them a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Get real on top of get them. Get real on top of those pieces. Yeah. Makes uh-huh. sense. Yeah. Have you seen those gradient
1: puzzles that look completely impossible
2: no, no is it just one color available. or something no, no,
1: no, no. yeah no just sending gifts don't don't look anything up you too. i am i'm writing it down everyone's getting a gift okay i can't believe well, i lied the way caroline talked about puzzles she's not getting this gift karen on the other hand karen getting, you
2: know you could get I a know. sconce instead of that puzzle <laughs>
1: yeah but this is sparking joy just the thought of purchasing this for you and okay. you sitting at your table on top of these pieces hating me and Cursing so I thank you yeah, i, hate so I, hate I right. see you with your cocktail in hand and <laughs> joe being like why are we doing this so that alone is bringing me joy that so, is true maybe. that would happen <laughs> yeah all right caroline just to uh, you okay um Okay,
0: well, I have a question for Karen mostly, oh. or, or just everyone in general. But, um, okay, so <laughs> when we, I mean, I'm please chime in. It's a dilemma, it's a trial. Um, okay, so <laughs> when we did our basement tour of your basement, I really liked your faucet that you had down in the basement. Um, it's a Delta like touch. Faucet, mm-hmm. um, and I believe you have a similar one upstairs that's mm-hmm. also Delta. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and it's a pull down mm-hmm. faucet. Yes, right. So oui. it's a, yeah. Oui. that's in French. Yes. Okay. Our, when you pull it down, mm-hmm. the hose for the where the water comes out, yeah. the sprayer. Yes. There's sort of like a um, seemingly heavy duty black. Material that's wrapped around the rubber hose.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, ours started unraveling. Mm-mm. I've not had any issue with either of mine.
0: And it's unraveled to the point where now the foss the sprayer part that you pull off and pull down, mm-hmm. it starts getting jammed because it's raveled so much to the point where it, the, and this material is like very coarse, plasticky mm-hmm why are you sort Did of you call delta this sounds no, like an defective need... faucet okay all right well that was my question basically was just d- is this
2: normal like no. have you experienced this at all no i have not and experienced that in any way the- in fact i don't know about a black rubbery thing mine's like a a stainless steel tube sort of like a wow. hose.
1: Caroline, is yours spelled
2: Delta D A L? Yeah. Did you get yours on the cheap from Overstock.com or something? <laughs> no judging. You know my no, I think phone. I
0: bought it. Well, I think I bought it from like eFaucets or somewhere. No, I bought it from Amazon. Mm, didn't know. Um, okay. Well, it, so mine is like sort of a black, like heavy-duty coating around a rubber hose. You can't see the rubber normally, but because the C- the coating part has come off. I know that it's rubber. Mine's silver, like
2: stainless. Hmm. Okay. I'll send you a picture mm-hmm. later. Okay. I clearly have mm-hmm. superior faucets. Well,
0: I'm really annoyed <laughs> because it's not even a year old.
2: No, mine mine are years old and I don't have any issues with them.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then clearly I need to.
2: Well, they'll give you a new one. Contact them. You know. Well, that's
0: what it's. I mean, I think
2: Delta has a
1: lifetime warranty or something. I remember reading that somewhere. I'm sure they do. Guys, there are a ton of great puzzles online, by the way. <laughs> there are? I do like yeah. a puzzle.
0: There's uh, nothing Gray- worse than a
1: bad puzzle, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, where you just Gray- it. Has a one. Oh. Y'all, it's been a long time since I've done a puzzle. Ooh, we should
2: have him on. That's I have an invention, cool. you guys. Okay, what's your invention? Okay, so this is for men. You could You could do it for women as well, but men are just so suit and tie, guys. Okay, so it's... Like sweatpants or yeah, it is. It's either like gym shorts or sweatpants on the bottom, but a dress shirt attached at the top, but it zips up. So it's all one piece like jammies. It zips up, but then the zipper is hidden inside like the placket. So it Mm. looks like a button up shirt and they're in like their dress shirt on their Zoom, um, but they're Mm -hmm. really in their jammies, like super comfy romper. I might even have feet in it. Like <laughs> footage. <laughs> what do you hey, think? I I can get rich off that, right? Yes.
1: Mm.
2: You, you, you just would you have get to get it to market real quickly. I know. <laughs> well, a lot of people work from home, even not during this kind of a situation.
1: I feel that like you're exactly. fabulous, um, Karen. Should this puzzle match your
2: home? Like, are you gonna like frame it? I just need to be. Oh, you know I'm gonna frame it, Taryn. Ten no, I just, I'm, I'm not really going to frame it. Oh, I guess we have to. And that's our trials and triumphs. And now our guest. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to our guest. All right.
0: So I'll just do a very quick introduction. I think We've recorded so many times together that we really don't need to introduce you at all. But um, but we are so excited to uh, be sitting down with Suzanne Castor today. She is our original design partner, and we're going to talk a lot about that because this is our 10th year um, working together and... You are a celebrated interior designer. You're on the AD100 list. Your business, Suzanne Kessler Interiors, you design, um, you have exclusive product collections with Hickory Chair, Ballard Designs, Visual Comfort. You work with clients all over the world to design their spaces. And um, we are just so thrilled to have you as a partner and to have you today on the podcast. So thanks well, thank for you. making time for I'm us. excited
3: to be here. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years.
2: I agree. It seems to have just, I remember the first time you came in for our book build and it was, I I was
3: so starstruck (laughs) and nervous and it's been fun. Well, I remember when um, we did our first launch and because the store is in Atlanta and I came over to the store that morning and it was, you know, it's kind of when you think 10 years ago, all the employees were there kind of waiting Because you wanted to show me how you'd set up the store with my new things. And you had big banners in the store. And when I walked in, all the employees were there and they started plotting. And I really did start like oh, like that really teary. It was very emotional. But it was really kind of interesting how Ballard's kind of personal family business, even though it is a big corporation, I think you've been able to, I've always kind of had that kind of relationship with Ballard. I think I'm lucky in, I, just because we are in Atlanta, but it is kind of the personality that Valor has kind of, I think, tried to translate into their product.
2: Agreed. I think it was important for us to partner with someone, especially, you know, when now we have three design partners, um, but our very first one, you, it was important for us to find someone who kind of embodied what we really believe is the essence of the brand. And, um, and you know, you are in Atlanta, um, you're you're not I don't think you're born and bred in Atlanta, but you've been here a right. long time. And so you understand kind of the vibe of the South and that that um, even your aesthetic is so similar to so much of what we do that it just seemed like such a perfect match from day one.
3: Yeah, it is interesting that whole um, in the South, everybody's what we learned when we moved to the South, but it was been like 25 years ago. It, it really is about the home and creating a lifestyle. And I think 10 years ago, that wasn't as defined, but was kind of the starting, that whole evolution of your house really is a lifestyle and translating that three-dimensionally. So it's been an interesting um, and very fun 10 years.
1: <laughs> Do you have any favorite products from those 10 years?
3: Mm.
2: Everyone, are you no, gonna say I-
3: everyone? <laughs> it's funny because i'm the one who every year um you know there's so many favorites but i will say that when i started i was able to do christmas about um it was certainly a bigger category and every year i would sign these things for for christmas and i would buy like a hundred of each thing and you would always sell out of them and every year, I would call to say that you're we out of my Christmas things that I wanted to order. And we all laugh about it because um, Christmas was certainly one of the things that I always have loved doing for Ballard because it, it always was such a personal thing. And it's kind of hard because you don't get to do Christmas very many places. So we would do it for product and we do it for our photo shoots. And we were able to really create some kind of classic pieces that were kind of um, enduring but the other funny thing was, um who and I did the antlers and those lamp slips? It's interesting how a few accessory items like that have really carried for so many years. And I remember one time the girls were all at some I'm not sure what factory in what country you were in, but it was very far away. And they said they were like like there was a, like thousands of antlers they were getting, they were all laid <laughs> out they were like the little antlers ready to be you know, finished and shipped. I just thought that was kind of a fun vision.
2: It's so interesting mm-hmm. to me how many designers use those items in their projects again and again and again. You can see those lamp slips mm-hmm. in, right. in, on Instagram about 100 times a day.
3: Well, I what's interesting think... for designers, and that's why it's great having design partners, is, you know, we're always looking for that um, composition and a layer but you want a layer that's going to kind of blend in with the with something else. So what I always try to design is kind of part of part of a composition that can be used over and over again in so different different ways that you can kind of make it your own. That's kind of my whole concept of designing furniture product um, that you can take those pieces and then style it and really create your own individual personality with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like you get a lot of, um, especially with those lamp slips, you get a lot of look, like it fills a lot of space. And especially if you're doing something like bookshelves or a console table, it, uh, I think that's something that designers do really well as they edit and the, the scale of the lamp slip sort of forces you to edit where maybe right. you would have done tons of little
3: tiny things. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause the scale, yeah, the scale is really, um, is always important and, so that's kind of been interesting. But I will say that um, I remember when we'd go on some photo shoots, I would always want my things. And they would say, well, we're not showing it in the catalog this time. And then the girl, they would run over with them and let me put them in the anyway. It was just funny because <laughs> as we've all been working together. you know, I always love um, kind of the whole process of um, how we were putting things together and how they all work together.
2: Well, how do you make it all work together? Is it something that just comes naturally to you? Or do you have to really consider and think about, oh, I don't think this is going to work with the rest of my stuff. Or you just do what you love?
3: You know, really, I kind of do what I love. And I think that what happens with things, um, I really truly have realized over time that um, I really am a real product designer. And that I and able to take very random things or see things and kind of translate that into something. So I really try not to, I do have deadlines that are given to me by all my product partners, but it's interesting. Once you guys give me a deadline of you need a collection or something, I will start, my mind starts thinking of all the things that I've been wanting to, I've been collecting for a while that I want to bring to our, our group. And that kind of happened with the um, rattan collection I did. I had bought a beautiful vintage rattan daybed in Paris, flea markets. which is a lot of times I'll buy things not really having a plan of what I want to do. And I came back and I kept saying, I think we would like to do rattan. And it was kind of maybe five years ago. It wasn't kind of as mainstream. I kept talking about it. Finally, we did do a collection of wicker And we now are seeing how it's really resonating. I think designers like that. We're doing things. We're always out traveling. We're seeing, we kind of do start seeing things that are going to kind of evolve into what I call, you know, design, part of your your kind of design composition. So really, I don't, I really, when I'm out shopping and traveling, I don't really go looking for anything special or specific. I just buy whatever or collect whatever I kind of like. And oftentimes my office will say, I can't believe that you bought this. And, you know, I'm thinking how I might translate it later into something. And we always laugh because then a few days later, they all want to buy it. And then people come in and want to, people want to sell. They want to sell what I made. I have brought. So it's kind of a fun, fun process for me.
0: I have a question about the Southport Wicker Collection because, a lot of your spaces are um, a little bit more formal or maybe sort of in the early days, uh, they were a little bit more formal and a little more European. And it seems like that woven trend has really come on strong the last few years. And I was wondering if there's a reason why you think people are really gravitating towards that woven texture. I was thinking maybe it's just because it's sort of um, lightened and like makes a or more formal pieces more casual that could be completely wrong i don't know i was just sort of thinking maybe that's why but why are why are we all loving woven stuff right now
3: well i think that um design just like style and fashion goes in waves of focus uh, but a lot of us who kind of look at some of the uh, design places in some of the classic books rattan was always used in european homes And the way they used it, like if you look at Schiefer-Devanchier's house or um, some of the Italian design houses, they always used pieces of it. They didn't do a whole room in Rattan. And so as a designer, we have always actually loved the Hermes woven tray, the wicker, I went to the Dior store and bought the little wicker woven baskets. So we have always kind of loved that texture mixed in. And my design, even long ago, it was always a mixture of high and low. And I kind of said, started that. I always have started that design concept, even years in the past. I do love really beautiful things, but I've always had a mixture of finding things that were not maybe so expensive. I love the style of mixing. So then the other thing that's happened the texture and casualness of living inside and out has kind of become resonated even more and more. You know, it's always been the LA way of living in America, but it's kind of translated everywhere now. And and people are also loving that kind of texture, kind of the almost what you think of an outdoor thing, maybe brought into the interior. And so I think it's kind of been a whole combination of what's happened, but what's interesting now is it's kind of happening everywhere. And it's kind of having a really, a big impact in terms of how people are, are using the liquor. Mm-hmm. Can.
0: Well, and let me ask you about because I and I maybe we've talked about this before. I don't know, but um, I love the way you and this is pretty standard for a lot of our the way we introduce product. We'll have a whole collection. You know, where the dining chair and the table and the bed and the bench. And so there are all these different pieces. But I love how you speak to only maybe incorporating it in small ways. Yeah, your
2: intent is to do the whole house with it, right? It's pick and choose.
3: Right, right. When you do a collection, you have to do enough pieces to have dimension for it. But it is true when I do design and even when I'm doing the styling, I'd like to, it is nice to mix it with other things because that's how mm-hmm. we would really use it.
0: Even in your office right now where you're recording from, and we can see it, and we've also been there, um, I know you you have your Southport collection chairs, and then you have lots of sort of white lacquered office furniture too. So I love the way those two mix together because um, they're so different.
3: Yes. Yeah. Well,
0: maybe we should talk a little bit about um, your new summer collection that just launched Last week, I believe, there's a little bit more woven in there, but there are also some, you know, more classic pieces too. I'm thinking that globe that um, has a little stand, and I was wondering if you could speak to the globe because I, I believe, don't you collect globes?
3: Yes, I have always had a collection of globes, and we try to make different globes. Tell them that story. Tell them the thousands. story of your globe. <laughs> I have a very expensive, beautiful white globe, and i said i guess they used to have the white ones because they would draw on them and so we sent it uh at the time we would send some of our muses away to the factories so they could really get the nuance of detail but when they were shipping it back i think customs cut it in half thinking we were trying to smuggle something in it so it was completely ruined (laughs) So it's kind of been interesting when we send our muses, we kind of know now to send things we are sure that we are not wanting back in a future (laughs) time. And so really, I think (laughs) it is kind of um, interesting, all the stories we have um, with what happens with product, isn't it? But um, the globe is just such a great, again, it's another great object that's kind of a great in a composition and You know, so many people today collect books and then you need some pieces to kind of be in that grouping. So the globe was kind of a great piece to add, I think, even to the slip with lamp slips and things so that we could, you know, you could kind of just or you could just have the globe on its own. But it's kind of a great kind of decorative
2: I wanted piece. to ask about your new fabric you that you just introduced because your palette that you've had at Ballard has been pretty consistent over the years. You started with, I think, seven colors and you did it in velvets. I mean, um, not in velvets, in linens um, by the yard and then also in accessories. So you were using the same core palette of um, this, you know, beautiful soft tones Um, and then this new fabric that you're introducing is bright and patterned and very fun, but it's so different. Tell us about that.
3: Well, I have always loved um, actually documentary prints mixed into my kind of all kind of the simplicity of of a design room that I might do in solid colors. And and certainly right now, the small printed fabrics are really resonating in design and in fashion. And you know, fashion always has a big influence on um, interior design. And so, what was starting happening was these uh, fabrics that are printed kind of come in and really make an impact in a room that has the simplicity of the, the, the plain linens and the plain fabrics, but you're looking for an accent. So we had, um, we've looked at this fabric even before, but this was really the right time to introduce it. And really the coloring in it, it kind of incorporates all of the favorite colors. So it really looks beautiful with my collection of linens and some of the bedding that I do. And it, but it has all the colors that really you can kind of take and you can make an accent color like in pinks or blues or turquoise or yellows from this particular pattern. So, I was really excited to see how we took that um, idea and translated it into this really fun fabric. And then we used it on the headboard and the bench and pillows. and it and you can see in the room with sisol and the whites, it really does look great. I'm really excited about how it turned out.
0: Where did the inspiration for the actual pattern come from? Like, was it because um, it it's sort of a global, Like, did you have a piece that you were inspired from? I always am,
3: you know, randomly collecting fabrics, pieces. You know, I have a box of, maybe many boxes in the closet. And (laughs) I'll pick, you know, I'll just have, and and I remember even from the point when we did that Christmas plaid, we took one of my shirts that literally was a plaid shirt for my Christmas. And we, I think that was (laughs) meant (laughs) to. made into a fabric. So I have collected pieces of fabrics and favorite, I don't even know where I would find them. But if you're a designer and you're going to flea markets and you're traveling places and, you know, you go to little shops, you'll see vintage fabrics and patterns a lot of times. And um, so I've had this pattern for a while. And I know we looked at it a few years ago, but it wasn't the right time. What is interesting about design, it does have a time when things kind of resonate and it's it kind of the right time to bring it up. I think for Valor to bring a printed fabric in that it had to be strong enough that, and it also has an appeal because it has so many colors. in. It.
0: Yeah. It's very lively and has a lot of joy to it. And I was wondering if you think that that is that why everyone is gravitating towards that. We want some
3: more color <laughs> and more just, I don't know. It, well, what we always tell our clients, and this is one thing that Ballard has been able to do, is that you can kind of have your whole background kind of um, tailored and kind of classic, and then each year you can add pillows and reupholster a few pieces, like the head, like we said in this case for our photo shoot, the headboard and the bench at the end of the bed. And it's amazing how you can change your whole room and not spend too much money. But it can give it a whole freshened up look. And that's kind of what this fabric, I think, allows you to do. And I think that but it is, it is kind of really that whole print thing that's really everywhere. You'll see it on every Instagram post. People are really loving some of these prints. But they're still classic and kind of, but, but, but like you said, they have a lot more um, interest in them. So,
2: Suzanne, I know you're doing some projects around your house right because a long time ago i remember yeah. when yeah. you first bought this house you did it and you were sort of like i set it and forget it i'm not redoing everything every 10 minutes in there but you are redoing some things now what are you doing what are you updating at home
3: well we it's interesting we've been in our house 11 years so i really felt like and i always tell my clients after 10 years it's really time to really do a major kind of update and it was hard to believe we've been there that long so i really decided what started happening was I started painting the entry foyer and we I started taking everything down, the paint that was white didn't look white anymore. And it was interesting. I took, I made everything a little bit whiter color and I did this a lot in our clients' houses. They want a fresh update. And also people are wanting more edited interior. And as a designer you do collect and I hadn't really edited out some of my collections. And sometimes if you, take everything down and you paint, you can hang things differently and see things differently. So I really decided actually to do the whole house and it timed in with my daughter getting married and she was wanting to get married at the house. Well, the wedding date was May 2nd, which was just a couple of days ago and we actually had a wedding, but instead of the wedding at the house with a few hundred people, we had six people and it was very, very special and intimate and I had it's funny because I started working on the house and then really about February everything stopped at the end of February and like the first week in March everyone just stopped doing like my one library we were stripping and resanding and it's still got the plastic up and we have things in boxes because we take the things off the shelf so the house is really in a disarray at moment I have a few things done, but it was interesting because we are going to still have a wedding celebration in October. So I still have a deadline, but I do tell clients and even our clients, the Ballard clients, it's always fun, especially this time of year, to buy the new things to freshen up, new a few new lamps, some new pillows. A lot of my clients will buy new light fixtures. It's interesting how a few new pieces... Will really completely inspire you to kind of freshen up. Mm-hmm. Oh, really.
2: So, you're what you're redoing your wood library to a new finish. Tell us, is this something we need to be paying attention to? Think, yeah, well, the library was done
3: kind of a natural, um, quarter oak kind of a mm-hmm. little darker finish, and we're doing a line. Oh, okay, finish. so it has been a huge process taking it was taking like it had been they've been working on it a month and then just stopped completely almost finished, but not quite.
1: <laughs>
0: Not
3: quite there. So I'm kind yeah. of living the life of my clients, where you know, and and then everybody stopped, and so I had to kind of just set it aside. But um I think that I do like to get. I'm kind of doing the whole house at one time together because then I think everything kind of. It's really been fun because a lot of the things that I own look so different different places. It's and I've been kind of seeing things that I love. But, kind of forgotten about so it's really been kind of a fun process
0: what about your outdoor space i assume they were going to get married outside
3: so were you rethinking your outdoors at all i mean i don't know we instagrammed for um a few pictures from the intimate wedding saturday and the yard looks so beautiful we had done we were really the yard was ready you know we would gotten all the outside things kind of Mm -hmm. done so um I'm, um, I'm just still working on insides, because as you know, interior design is always a deadline for the last <laughs> month. I was probably going to before everybody came in for the wedding. Well, you know,
2: we're, we just launched our sweeps in honor of our 10-year partnership with you. It's a sweepstakes, where um, the winner wins $10,000 to spend at Ballard, and they get to come and tour your house with you uh which is kind of exciting so i'm it. hoping to I, win
3: my mother called me, yeah wait why can't i she said I, someone's going to tour your house i think oh, I'd i forgot i think i snuck that in <laughs> when you
2: weren't paying attention
3: i do think you did it Karen. i think you kind of said i'll let you make this if you let us take a tour but no <laughs> that'll be fun. And it'll be great. And we have to just, I'd say the best time would be right before the wedding, which will be in October. So then by then I'll be finished. Yeah, it could even be next
2: year. It, <laughs> there's not a rush.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to coordinate, I'm sure. <laughs> we're hoping we're going to we're get back to, um, you know, like that's, we just don't know. The timing of everything has been very unusual. And um, we all are taking things slow and trying to understand what, what it means to, to really open
0: up. So there was one more product that I had a specific question about. Um, It is your new Danielle divider screen. And I was curious um, if you could tell us a little bit about it because I see designers use them all the time and I always think they look so fantastic, but it's something that I probably would never think to use. So I was wondering if you could give us some ideas about how we would use a divider screen in our house.
3: Well, A lot of times um, we're looking for the different scale in a room and a lot of times some of the rooms have will have a high ceiling or even if they have a low ceiling it kind of is a way to kind of start again layering in kind of a sequence of, of visual. So what we also really love about a screen is it can kind of divide a room because so many of the houses today are really very open. And we saw this happening when we were working on the Kipps Bay Show House. We made a screen that we kind of could kind of use over, even if we kind of layered it in the corner behind the big plant, it kind of added just this kind of great texture. Uh, we also have used a screen as a bulletin board. You can pin things on it. And we we've, we've made it, we've made them flat and hung them on the wall and used them even as a headboard, but you could also kind of um, use them we used one at a beach house recently where we put it flat it hid the big electrical panel that you could oh, lift it off and then you could hide the electrical panel and then we actually did use it as a bulletin board because then it was kind of at the entry place when they came in and we hung really cute beach kind of things on it but the other thing that's great um, for all of you who um, have apartments and houses you can hide things behind it and mm. so we were at house we had the screen in the corner and we had all the extra accessories that we were not using hidden behind it It it's a great place because it really does make the room all cleaned up and so it kind of has a lot of functions that we as designers um kind of see using it that's smart
2: a new concealed storage yeah
3: Yeah.
0: yeah well i do love the way that you styled it in the um in the book. It's like you said, it's behind a bed, your upholstered headboard with that great new print and the two together just really make each other stronger, I guess, because they're so different maybe. Yeah. Well,
3: it's that kind of layering of textures. And also the pattern is, you know, maybe very feminine and what I like about the screen it has with the dark stained wood, it kind of brings in, kind of that kind of balance of things being kind of um, the pattern, but kind of the tailored. And I like that mix of of finishes in a room too. So we kind of started, um, we have been seeing people using more um, of the, of the dark stained wood in in our interiors. And I I like it with the rattan because it kind of added it. So it doesn't look like, so um, it looks a little bit more, like a piece of furniture. Well, Susan, your right? rooms,
2: when I think of your rooms or your books or those types of things that you've produced, always feel to me very light and serene and tonal and, um, I, I mean, light, right? So how do you mix in yeah. um, brown furniture or wood into a room like that and not make it feel heavy?
3: Well, one thing that oftentimes in, in our interiors, and the floor might be a brown wood. And so what we're trying to do a lot of times is reference back the weight of the floor. Because even though, um, and that's just, sometimes if we do a beach house, it will do really lighter floors and certainly the trend of doing kind of gray floors. But oftentimes you'll have a wood floor in a house that is kind of a classic brown. Uh, we are seeing kind of a, people kind of going back to mixing the brown furniture in. We're seeing some of the antiques And even if I do an all-white room, we still need to, we don't want it to look like we're not at the beach. We're kind of like all all the time. I mean, we kind of still love having the mixture of textures. And also, even when we are doing the beach houses, um, we will mix in the wood antique pieces. Today, right now, we are seeing um, people coming back a little bit more to just the classic medium brown color as part of their interiors. And so some of my other pieces in the collection, the tables have that kind of brown tone. And then it kind of, again, it's kind of part of the whole composition. You're right. I typically work from light and white and mm-hmm. a lot of my spaces have more light um, kind of concept as a starting point.
1: Have you always loved the lighter colors?
3: I would say that uh, when I think of my design philosophy or my design um, kind of aesthetic, I've always worked from white and then layered from there. And I also love how color for me, because works with white, um, how I, I can get the intensity and the strength of some of the colors I like to use when I have um, a lighter background. But in all the houses I do, you know, there's always the, dining room that might be a beautiful darker strong color i always love having a library that might be wood stained or paneled. um so i do always love a mix and again a lot of times i'll do the classic um stained floors mm-hmm. and, mix and some of the furniture but but for overall i've always started my design my design concept mm-hmm. starts from white and, and white what's your favorite paint.
2: white paint color these days
3: <laughs> well it has always for years, then Benjamin Moore, White Dove, and I am kind of um, adding in um, Mm -hmm. Simply White as well from Benjamin Moore. Those two, because Simply White's a little bit whiter than the White Dove, which has a little more creaminess in it. But I will say that depending on what parts of the country we're doing work, that the whites, you really have to try them out because when we go to Florida and do work there or in the islands, we have to do a white of white because it has so much light coming in in terms of reflecting. And um, White Dove looks a lot, a lot of times too creamy mm. there for me. But it, like in, a, in a, my Atlanta house, a lot of it is... The what Benjol- about your new white foyer?
2: Dove. What is it?
3: It's, it's a <laughs> Benjol- white dove because it was, it ah. used to be a different white. Um, it was a little bit um, more of a, um, it was, it's a, it was a little darker white. So this time, what I've been doing with a lot of my clients, that everybody's wanting a little bit more modern look. And one of the easiest ways to, to create that is to paint things white. Because everything, the contrast of things on a white wall, they look a little bit more edited and a little bit more. Interesting. I
2: hadn't thought of that. So people are wanting a little more modern.
3: Not necessarily their furniture, just the vibe. They say they want well, they say they want modern, but what when we really you know, kind of delve into it. They mm. just want it more fresh and edited. And one of the things that they are doing is um, they'll update again some of the lamps, light fixtures. You can kind of go modern with those things and really change up the house a little bit. And they're kind of responding to that more than, they're not, it, rather than the furniture part of it. We always like to mix in a few modern pieces of furniture, but still keeping it kind of okay. classic.
1: So
0: we we were talking on a different project and you mentioned, and I just wanted you to tell all of our listeners because I thought it was just an interesting story and really spoke to how, I guess your tenure here at Ballard, but um, you were talking about how some of your clients that you had worked with many years ago had recently called you up again and said they wanted you to come back and refresh a little bit. And maybe you can retell the story. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. But um, I guess your team went to your clients houses, and we're all so surprised and delighted that they still pretty much loved all of them. And they looked like you could have just recently done them.
3: Yeah, yes, yes. it's kind of interesting. We've had somehow last year, maybe because, you know, like, again, 10 or 12 years have gone by, uh, we had about three, three or four clients come to us I had done their houses in the very first when I started working here in Atlanta. They were beautiful homes that they had, and they were moving into, like, one of them moved from a home into a high-rise, two of them moved into high-rise condominiums, and another one moved to um, Sea Island. And so it was interesting, when we were doing the inventory, their furniture was like, We just had, we reupholstered some things, but really when we moved it into a whole new kind of plan, they had like this beautiful furniture, but it does kind of, um, say a lot about sometimes when you're designing and some of the things I like to do, have a classic composition and the things that we're designing a lot of times are not going to necessarily go out of style. It's just, you can refresh them with upholstery, maybe how it's detailed, like sometimes instead of having three cushions on your sofa, we'll do a cushion. We'll reupholster we it and just put one cushion on the sofa. You know, we, we have um, some chairs that were like upholstered with legs. We slip covered the chairs. It's an interesting how you can, if you have some of the classic pieces, they really don't really necessarily go out of style. They become um, interesting. You just can reuse them differently. And it was kind of a surprise even to me. And some of the pieces were made, a lot of them in California, actually, and they looked, I mean, you really can't even get the artisans making that kind of furniture today. You know, so they end up being the antiques for the future, really. So that was kind of of interesting to see. And at the same time, a lot of these clients wanted a more fresh and less um, perfect house. They wanted it a little bit more casual. So then we were able to take that and kind of, in a way, make it more living today.
0: I just thought that was so, you know, we always talk about your um, style being so timeless, and it really is. And I just thought that that was the perfect story to really speak to that and kind of show why timeless pieces are timeless and why it's important to build that base. Yeah, are you working yourself
3: out of a job? Yes, because I even said (laughs) to the... (laughs) <laughs> but I said she's a team, that I was going to go back. I had gone back to some of my um, beginning things that I had designed. And I want to bring them back. Always. And Every
2: time I talk to I you, know, I you, I think you tell do. me about something you want to bring back. What about that one? What about this? Because
3: I really loved <laughs> my things. And so <laughs> I really like all of them. And I am, you know, we have noticed how things you can't keep right. everything all the time. So it's funny, I always appreciate that. Yeah, actually, the warehouse now. is
2: only so big. It's You're a million cool. square feet, but that's not enough for
3: <laughs> everything that you want to decide <laughs> and put in there. I want
2: like it to just be my face, remember? <laughs> well, I'm... it is interesting though, like yeah. you're saying, sometimes we do, and Caroline was talking about this on a podcast the other day, we do bring back colorways of yours that you introduced initially, like we brought back blush a few years ago, and it's hadn't really sold well, and you're, you kept saying, come on, guys, this is, it's here, come on, bring it back, and we did, and it's, you know, a top seller, and then this fall, we're bringing back your mandarin orange linen color, kind of the same thing, we're seeing a lot of it out there, and you are also introducing a new beautiful plaid fabric fabric that has a little touch of that burnt orange in it. Um, So those will really live well together. But it's it's interesting how cyclical those colors are, Um, but still, you know, classic Mm -hmm. and beautiful. Unless you're tired of them in your house, they're still going to look great. Right.
3: Well, that is what happens, you know, and again, it is what has happened in design, and you guys have seen it and been certainly one of the leaders in making it happen, but um, design today, you know, does follow fashion. And they're more intertwined than ever. And people want a new kind of, they get in the mood for different new colors and new focuses. And what we do with the team is we're always talking about what's, what are we kind of, what do we start seeing we're in the mood for? But it has been interesting that we kind of keep the collections, even though we might phase out a color, then pretty soon you'll see it kind of coming back in. And we see this in design as well all the time. And I love how having a collection like we have allows us to kind of still keep very relevant and fresh and exciting for all of the people that are buying from us. But at the same time, um, you know, kind of keeping the kind of the classic foundation Mm -hmm. of what we've already started.
2: I feel like that's sort of the whole story of the brand, you know, (laughs) this
3: classic foundation. And that's that's why it's kind of a great um, place for me to be. Because I can call you up and say, I want to bring back these things, or I want to add more things, or we're always pushing down the road, but it is kind of been um, a great thing about how the company's kind of unfolded Mm -hmm. and evolved.
1: Okay, the first one we have is from Kara Lee, and she writes, Dear How to Decorate Ladies, your podcast has been a long-standing favorite of mine, and I've been listening to all of you since the very beginning. I've been wanting to reach out for a long time, so here goes. I live in an 1890s farmhouse that has been expanded over the years. At one point, the current master bedroom was the living room that had a fireplace. Over time, they had added on to the original structure, and it became the master. As you can see the fireplace is off center of the wall due to the only placement of the door as well as off center across the space it is placed on. The fireplace has an old outdated mantel with two different brick styles. Also all the walls contain windows so this has been a real challenge in terms of furniture placement. Lastly there is a small space off the bedroom space that I have no idea what to do with. One day we hope to expand the bathroom but I would love to use a space till that time comes i've tried to add a few pieces i love but i have been stuck as to how to move on we have two little girls that are five and three and we would love to have a space that feels like a retreat please help
2: so i'm just going to describe the room really quickly and then suzanne you can fix it okay So, um, it's a rectangular room and on the long wall, uh, she has the bed up against it in the center of that. And then straight across from that bed on the other long wall is a door on the right end and then sort of on the left side is this fireplace. I'm not sure if it's working. It doesn't look like she uses it. So that's sort of throwing her off kilter. And then on the small wall, if you're lying in the bed, the small wall to the right has a couple windows in it that she doesn't have window treatments on. And then on the other small wall to the left of the bed, there is a, it looks like a large opening without a door, um, maybe six feet wide that goes into another room that I would say is maybe half the size of that bedroom. um, And she doesn't know what to do in there. So Suzanne fix. Oh, and, and she has a window behind the bed. (laughs) So kind
3: of peeking up over her headboard. Okay. There Mm -hmm. we go. So, um, yes. So anyway, well, this, um, one great thing about the room is it has lots of space and lots of natural light. So that's a kind of a positive about a room like this. And um, when we're doing renovations in homes, we a lot of times will see a situation where we have to put the bed against the window. So we have done two different things when we have done this. We have done a drapery behind the bed, and we do the drapery the whole length of the bed. So it almost looks like it's kind of part of the bed, or we have used a fabric a pan, a, a panel. It kind of is like the divider screen that I showed uh, in my new line. And, but we have actually done it where we order linen that matches the bed and we make like three or four panels of the bed and the height, and you just go, lean it flat. So you basically close off the window and you're not seeing just that window opening, but then it's kind of matches the linen on the bed. And it kind of, I think that would be the best solution for that. I have painted a lot of uh, the brick, and we have just painted it white to match the mantle. I noticed that the room here has, um, is kind of painted a kind of a straw color, and then the, the trim is all white. So I would just go ahead and paint the brick the white, and buy a, a fireplace screen, which you can measure, and a lot of great looking screens are kind of ready-made, And just putting that in front of the opening, whether you make a fire or not, will make it really pretty. And if you're not making a fire, we have ordered uh, white birch logs and we'll put them on a grate, put the logs in there, put the screen over it, paint the trim white, and it really looks really good. Now when you go to the windows, you have the two windows now left and I would order some drapery panels. I noticed you have a radiator underneath the windows so what you could do is have the panels only like have one pole and have treat the two windows as one so that the panels hang on this outside of the two windows and then you still could close them at night over the radiator because you just pull them over up the pole and a lot of times you know those if you get the Linen that we order drapery panels from at Ballard that are great looking. And I would then suggest, if possible, on the big opening, this room is a great reading room, retreat, little TV room for a bedroom. People love these rooms. People always looking for these kind of rooms. This room, you could literally put a sofa in. It looks like you kind of have some closet things being used, but I would bring in a sofa and a television. Again, here you might want to do Roman shades in the windows because you've got the built-in shelves that could be great bookcases. You could put family photos, novels that you're reading because it's really more part of the master bedroom. And what would be great if you wanted to do this is you could put pretty uh, pretty reasonably uh, double doors. And I would do French doors into the room with mirrors. So when you closed it, it would be, you know, dark or private, but if you opened it, you know, you'd still get a re- really pretty reflectance. You wouldn't feel like the doors are so solid. And then they could be painted with white French doors, which you could easily do and would look great in this kind of farmhouse background. Did you guys notice how beautiful her wood floors are? Oh, mm-hmm. they oh my are God. Really, they're gorgeous.
0: They look, some of them, like more than a foot wide, each oh, plank. They're so kind good. of amazing.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really are beautiful.
0: You know what I immediately thought of, Suzanne, We and maybe this is because we just um, were talking, we were talking as a company about our, what, uh, holiday collection. I know you're, um, in the fall, you're expanding your Mathis collection, and you're going to be adding a few new pieces to it. Yes. And um, they just showed a picture, and I haven't seen it in person, but I assume if it's as comfortable as your sofa, the new shades that you're introducing, yes would be so yummy in this room too. I don't know. Like you said, a sofa would be great, but I just saw that chaise in our um, presentation and it just looked like the perfect place to read a book by a yeah. fire or,
3: you know. Well,
2: it's kind of a, a master a
3: room. and also if someone can't sleep at night, it's great. One person can get up and read or watch television kind of quietly in a room off the master when the house is kind of closed down for the evening. Or sometimes people will have... Um, family visiting and they kind of want to get away for just a little break. And it's, so it's kind of really nice that that extra room is a room that we, if we're designing new houses, we always actually try to add that kind of space to a, a bedroom because it's really, people spend a lot of time mm-hmm. in that part of yeah. the house.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm. And if they need some additional space to hang clothing, closets, you can, you know, we have great solutions at Ballard that have clothes storage, um, that right. are beautiful, looks like built-in stuff. Um, Sarah is one of them. We've got some other ones. A L- lot of options out there for you to conceal that so that you're going to get that retreat feeling that I think you're wanting.
3: Yeah, right. quite- if, you, if you get a chaise, you could, or even a couple of chairs, you could keep those more floating in the middle of the room. And you you could still have your storage Mm -hmm. and closet space.
0: I had a question about this mantle because it is, you know, very classic, but it is very large on the wall to the point where the space above the mantle is um, a little bit short. So I was curious if you have any suggestions about what to hang over it. Um, Like, is the scale of the painting she has... They're good. It seems like it would be a really hard styling situation um, because you don't have a lot of depth, but you don't have a lot of height either.
3: Yeah, you know, we, I, I think um, usually when we have a situation like this, um, we will put like, um, we would hang something like the painting. She could hang that one painting and then you kind of layer a few things in front of it. Um, and then maybe mm-hmm. a vase of flowers. So you know, you kind of, and then you could also do a small mirror, you know, if you didn't want to with the painting there, even around here, and then do a little composition with a few accessories off to the side. You And I do like that you might not center it necessarily, um, because it is kind of a big mantle, but I kind of like the, the mantle scale of it, because as you mentioned, it does have the really big wide plank floors. So I kind of like the scale of things um here the um the one thing you could you know architecturally we might add a crown mold in the ceiling and that always finishes off the room nicely as well i don't know if they want to do anything Mm -hmm. architecturally with that with the french doors and that wouldn't be expensive to do no no you can just do stock molding and it would do a lot to finish off the room uh, and then with the window treatments excellent
2: all right all right one more awesome okay our second
1: one is from beth and she writes hi ladies i look forward to tuesdays when your new shows come out could you please offer some suggestions for a couch color in this family room i'm ordering a new couch and i'm struggling with what color the fabric should be i don't want leather because i already have a leather chair as you can see in the pictures the family room is connected to the kitchen and dining room Open floor plan, I'm keeping the current fireplace, leather chair and coffee table. A new rug will come after the couch. I'm thinking about a moss green color for the couch also, I thought about a thin black and white stripe, but I don't think it works with the dining room colors and kitchen. What do you think? Also, I'll take any other opinions
2: you have on the room. Love you. Love your Beth, show. Beth, that's dangerous Thanks, Beth. saying you'll take any opinions because we could go on for days. <laughs> um, I, let me just describe what Beth's got going on here. So she does have a very open floor plan. So she has a, uh, like a, a sofa, coffee table, leather chair sitting on a rug that all, all appears pretty neutral. Um, looking into a brick wall that has, a fireplace in it. Left of that area is her dining area that has, it's sort of a country French um, brown wood um, dining. Chairs and table with sort of a wrought iron fixture over that. And then behind the sofa is uh, looks like her formal dining room that has sort of a, a half wall. So you can see into that space as well. It's got some upholstered chairs in there with a red twall on it. Um, so it's it's she's got a lot of classic things in here. Um, and then she her d- coffee table in the space that she wants to keep is sort of more of a, an industrial um table that has sort of a, a an iron base with a, a sort of a distressed wood top so she's wanting a new sofa and what fabric should she get
3: well i really like to do um sofas in a very neutral linen i i really love that because what i like to do is to do a neutral linen sofa and a lot of times then i would buy a beautiful throw and put it on the back of the sofa especially the way this sofa is floating in the room So then you could bring in a color that, and in that color, you could do the throw and pillows in a color. And that way, I really like the neutral sofa because I think it's just more timeless. And it kind of um, will look really, you have a lot of textures and tones in this room and and that kind of neutral sofa could look really pretty in that setting. But what I would suggest you do is move the sofa so it's centered on the opening into the dining room. I think hopefully then it's centered on the fireplace. And I would get just a little bit maybe bigger rug or move your rug over and put two end tables at the end of the sofa and try to put two lamps there. Because that way you're kind of really defining that space and separating it a little bit from your dining space. And it looks like there's a lot of room to have that happen. Then you can move the floor lamp. You have two floor lamps in the room. And I would like just having one floor lamp in the room. And then maybe you can move one of those to another room. And so that's kind of what I think would look the best. Because um, and it would go with, with. And then what I would also do is you could do linen draperies on an iron pole over your French doors. And you could band it in the color of the throw and pillows. That way you can bring in, if you want to bring in your moss green um, with the pillows, throw and a banding on the drapery. But keeping your drapery and your sofas. That's a a great idea. I
2: think you're so, so right about, you know, shifting that sofa over a little bit, getting another side table in there and some table lamps. It will make it really feel more of a designated space.
3: Yeah, it anchors in, and then the light there will kind of, what we'll do with the, the lamp lighting on a end table will be lower than the floor lamp. So you get that nice, again, um, sequence of height in a room, and it kind of brings the light where you can really hang out in that sofa, really read a magazine, a book, kind of really see everything mm-hmm. it's really will be great.
0: Yeah, and I'm also worried about this floor lamp because it looks like you're going to trip on that wire, and I don't want you to hurt yourself. One of the
3: challenges in houses that are existing is that, um, you know, plugging in lamps, for instance. So let's say we do have the end tables and lamps. A lot of times we will run an extension cord all the way back under the leather chair and plug it in at the back end and then you do not see a cord or worry about tripping over a cord. We use a lot of extension cords in our Do you, be, in do our you
2: believe in poking a hole in your rug to stick the cord through that? we Okay.
3: Yeah, yes, um, we do that often. We actually do it even with, um, it really doesn't matter, kind of the high end or low end rug. There's a way to cut the rug along the uh, lines of the low mm-hmm. woven part of the rug and you do a slit. You don't have to cut a hole. And then the electrician, I mean, you do have to take the end of the plug off first and then um, take the cord through and then put the plug on back. back I bet on. I
2: could make my slit big enough but to get is, my thing through um, there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, all we are doing, the last thing that we do with every job we end up, Cutting, you know, flipping the sofa over, cutting the slit. Now, put. You should cut the slit in the middle of the sofa because there's always a bump. Oh. You, you know where everything's so, okay. so Yeah, it's that's not certain. under your end table. So don't. So you plug it. The you know, big, big cord, you know, plugs in there, but they plug in in the middle. Then plug in, then then
2: wonder. I okay. Change. See, I have that problem in my living room where I've tucked it under my rug, but then there's the big bump right there. So I need to take it over more and plug it in down yeah. there. Okay, makes sense. Yeah.
3: But we we've learned from experience what happens there. <laughs> yeah, because then you have so a whole other that, tripping. Uh, hazard. It's a great one because it's you can kind of be connected to everything in the house. And it would be great for you to order some of my lamps. That's right. So she should get
2: gourd lamps for her two (laughs) end tables, uh, your linen drapery, and then edge that in the moss color and then get a moss color throw, moss color throw pillows, and then a neutral sofa. Done. that would be
3: perfect. I like it.
2: Mm, (laughs) Love it. (sighs) That That was perfect. Yeah. Thanks for
3: listening, Beth. Yes. Design is fun, yes. isn't it? We love design, and we love solving problems and mm-hmm. looking at houses. And it's been an exciting <laughs> for years to be with you guys. We, we love, love it too, Suzanne. It. You're always fun. Yes.
1: yes. yes. We love <laughs> being able to have a piece of you, in a way.
3: <laughs> it has been great. And we and I will say, the great thing about all my products is how great they, the quality is. Just so great. And actually, and then they still keep things priced really, so we can really um, afford them. It's been really great. It was funny, though, Karen, I have to tell you this story. My mom is in in Palm Beach, Florida, and she said, I need, I want to get two two new lamps for the living room. I'm ready to, you know, change out the lamps. So she wanted the tan lamps. The reason she knew she wanted the tan, because I had already put tan ones in the guest bedroom. So I went to order them and it was kind of like my fabrics, they are not now <sighs> making the tan. And we were laughing because we ordered cream, it's perfect. But what happens in all of these things, we do try to bring in colors. And I think that's what's great about Ballard that kind of evolved in and out of style. But um, I just thought that was so funny, was a funny story because um, when I said we, you know, i sure I go back I to order there. again. I called one of you. No, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't call me. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I calling, if You didn't answer. I called the next person. There's a phone chain. What do you mean? I I can't answer anymore. Anyway, it is. It is always. um, I guess that's what's great about um, having that having a whole design team. That I think that you can assure your clients and everybody that buys from Ballard. We are keeping up on the latest colors, fashion trends, and at the same time, giving you things that the last exactly. for years.
2: We're doing the hard work for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for chatting with us. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, follow you? I think it's just com. Yeah. And then
3: I have an Instagram count. And um, and then I just want to say to everyone, stay um, safe. And during this time, we um, look forward to having everybody kind of back and we're taking it slow and just thinking positive thoughts. Thank you.
0: Yes. And you know what? I think you can actually go to BallardDesigns.com slash Suzanne if you want to look at her items. So don't forget to use that URL as well. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. Don't forget to send your questions to podcast at BallardDesigns.net and check out the show notes at HowToDecorate.com slash podcast. Follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to enable the how to decorate skill in your Amazon account so you can listen to us from your Alexa. And until next time, happy decorating.